Blog Talk Radio.
God, thank you for another night, God, to sit for your people to tell them what thus says the Lord. I thank you for this opportunity, and I do not take it lightly, God. I ask that your name may get all the glory out of each, each, word, that's, each word that's spoken tonight. God, let your people feel it and get delivered and set free and be able to do the right thing, whatever it is that they need to do for themselves and for their families, Lord God. Give them the strength to do the right thing after hearing who. The word, the word on tonight. Bless them on tonight, God. Put me down and use me mightily, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Joshua chapter 6. Verses 22 through 25. That's Joshua 6, verses 22 through 25 from the NIV. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring her out, and all who belong to her in accordance with your oath to her. So the young men who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother, her brothers and sisters, and all who belonged to her. They brought her out, her entire family, and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the whole city and everything in. But they put the silver and the gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, with her family and all who belonged to her, because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And she lived among the Israelites to this day. Again, this Joshua 6, verses 22 through 25 from the NIV. I'm here tonight to speak into somebody's life and let you know it's not too late to get it right. It's not too late to get it right. It's not too late to get it right. Tonight's message. You can turn your life around. You can save your family's life in the process. Rahab certainly did. In spite of her reputation, the reputation she, she had of being someone who slept with men for money. You see, prostitution was what paid the bills. But as it turned out, Rahab was not the bad person. Everyone thought of her as. 
somebody listening tonight, you're not the bad person people try to make you out to be. Rahab was not the bad person everybody thought of her as. Beloved, forget about what people think of you. Forget about what people think of you and do what's right for you and your family. Forget what people think of you and do what's right for you and your family. When Rahab chose to hide the men Joshua had sent his spies, she was sowing, God let me know that she was sowing a seed into the man of God. They would later give her access to, number one, it would give her access to favor. Number two, it would give her access to divine protection for herself and for her family. And number three, it will give her security, flesh, peace of mind. You see, there's power in seed sowing. How many of y'all know there's power in seed sowing? So those of you that are sowing, don't stop sowing. Keep on sowing your seeds because you never know what's up the road for you, but the Lord can see ahead of you. And if he tells you to sow, then you need to sow because there's power in that Rahab sowed. She sold into Joshua behind his men. She sold into the man of God. She sold into Joshua behind his men. And in return, that seed granted her access to favor, divine protection for her and her family, security, flesh, peace of mind. And some of y'all tonight, you may not need divine protection. You may not need security, but I know for sure that you need favor. And most definitely with everything going on in this world, you need peace of mind. No doubt. So many people didn't understand. They didn't understand how Rahab, the prostitute of all people, how Rahab and her family could be the ones spared, while so many others, others otherwise so-called good people were not spared. But yet Rahab and her family were spared. They didn't understand it. But I'm so glad that nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to get people to understand you, be supportive of you before God can bless you. That's not what the word of God says. You don't have to get people to understand you, be supportive of you before God can bless you. It don't work like that. So what if they don't understand how you and your family are still intact? So what if they don't understand how you and your family are still intact after everything that has happened. They're looking see they they're looking and judging your family. They're judging you, judging your family. But God, somebody said, But God. God himself is not judging you or your family. God himself, hear me, God himself is not judging you or your family. He can't judge. Say what property says I say God can't judge. Now when he knows that right there in the lineage of his son, Jesus, is a prostitute named Rahab. Now, how would God look like, look, judging your family, judging you, when right there in the lineage of his own son is a prostitute named Rahab, whom we're talking about on tonight? If people would do the same, only if people would do the same, if only the same people who are looking and judging you and your family would remember who they are related to. Come on now, remember who who you are related to. Because all of us have that one somebody in the family that we're not thrilled to be related to. That's right. That's right. Rahab was in the family. That's right. Rahab was in the family. 
She was in the lineage of Jesus, which means she was in the family. She was a prostitute. Oh, yes, she was a prostitute. She was a liar. And from doing my research, she was a Canaanite, a hated enemy of Israel. Somebody said three strikes and you're out. Somebody said, according to the world, they give you three strikes and you're out. Three tries and you're out. Not necessarily. With three tracks against her, Rahab still managed to find her way into the family of Jesus. With three, with three strikes against her, Rahab still managed to find her way into the family, into the lineage of Jesus. Check it out in Matthew chapter 1, and you will see that Rahab's name is right there, listed as part of Jesus' family tree. For those of you that didn't know, in Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1 opens with a list of names. This this Jesus' family tree. You know, nowadays we can go online and sign up for people to search our family tree to find out who our ancestors are. We don't have to do that with Jesus. We don't have to do that in the Bible. Jesus' ancestors, his family tree, is right there in Matthew chapter 1. But I'm going to read the verse for you that had Rahab mentioned in it. I'm going to read the verse where Rahab is mentioned. The verse says, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. That's from Matthew chapter 1, verse 5 from the NIV. Beloved, it shouldn't matter where you That's all that says. Rahab was tangled up in there, but it still don't matter. It don't matter because Jesus was still Jesus. It shouldn't matter where you started from as long as you've started, as long as you've started and you're making progress. That's all that's important. You're making progress because nobody's family is perfect and nobody's family is pretty. It don't even matter where you started from. You are only who you used to be if you still want to be that person. I'll say it again for somebody. You are only who you used to be if you still want to be that person. Otherwise, you can change. You can change. I don't care what you've been told. You can change. I don't even care what you believe about yourself. You can change. It's not too late to get it right. Remember, that's a part of tonight's message. It's not too late to get it right. Somebody, you are redeemable. You are redeemable. If it wasn't too late for Rahab to get herself together, make some better choices, some right choices, and save herself and her family, then it's not too late for you. It's not too late for you to step out on faith and make some changes. It's not too late for you to step out on faith and make some changes. Call Rahab a prostitute. Oh, yeah, you can call her a prostitute. Call her a liar. Call her whatever. Still, the Bible implies that she had faith. I don't care what you say about her. The Bible still implies that she had faith. And I got scriptures to bag it up. The Bible still implies that she had faith. She's even listed in the Bible's hall of faith among people like Noah and Abraham and so many other men and women of God that we look up to who stepped out stepped out in faith. Well, guess what? Rahab, Rahab's name is right there among them. Because she stepped out in faith too. 
for those that don't know, the Hall of Faith, as it's called, can be found in Hebrews 11. That's what so many call Hebrews 11. They have nicknamed it the Hall of Faith because it listed a whole lot of people that stepped out, stepped out in faith. And Rahab's name is right there among them. In Hebrews 11, also known as the Hall of Faith, it says that by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Rahab, by faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. That's Hebrews 11, verse 31 from the NIV. I told you, Rahab had faith, and she did what she did, hiding Joshua's men. She did it by faith. You can say what you want to say say about her, but still she did it by faith. And the Bible thought it was worthy of recording. Whether she was a prostitute or whatever, the Bible still thought it was worth recording. She did it by faith. Hebrews 11, verse 31. The action she took by faith is what kept her and her family from being destroyed. Otherwise, she could have been burned in the city along with everything else that was being burned up. But she wasn't, but her family wasn't. Beloved, all I'm trying to get you to see on tonight is that if Rahab could step out in faith with everybody talking about her, because you know she was a prostitute well-known, men coming in in and out of her house, people were talking about her. Think now. You know I like to make you think on prolific fights. If men were coming in and out of her house, and people see this all the time. You know they were talking about her. And if she could step out in faith with everybody talking about her and do what she needed to do to save herself and her family, if she could manage to do the right thing in spite of how she might have felt about herself deep down inside, then what's your excuse? I don't think you have one. But what's your excuse? You don't have to be a product of your environment. You don't have to be like where you came from. You don't have to be like where you came from or like the people you came from. And you certainly don't have to be what people have called you, what people have labeled you. Yes, Rahab was a prostitute, but she was also a person. Let us not forget that she was also a person with a family. She was a woman with a mom and a dad and siblings. And they were all saved because she stepped out in faith because she acted by faith. Somebody, that's all you want is for somebody to see you aside from everything else. You want them to see you as a person aside from everything else and believe in you. Believe that you are capable of doing the right thing. Okay, beloved. Here it goes. I believe in you. I don't have to know you personally to know that I believe in you. If you're listening to me tonight, it's not by accident. There are no accidents in God. If you're here, it's a divine divine, divine appointment. God wanted you here listening to this message tonight, last week, or whenever, next week, or whenever. He wants you listening to this message so that you will know somebody believes in you. I believe in you. Most of all, God believes in you. Why else would he have given up Jesus? 
before you at a time when you couldn't even help yourself? Ask yourself that question. Why else would he have given up Jesus for you at a time when you couldn't even help yourself? The scripture says it like this. I told you I got scriptures to back it up. The scripture says it like this. When you were unable to help yourself, I've made it personal. The scripture says when we, me and you, when we were unable to help ourselves at the right time, Christ died for us. Christ died for you. Although we were living against God. We were living against God at the time, but still, he sent Christ to die for us. When we were unable to help ourselves, like I said, when you were at a, at a point in your life, when you were unable to help yourself, that's when God made the sacrifice. God believed in you so much that he willingly made Jesus a sacrifice in exchange for you at a time when you were, were most vulnerable, unable to help yourself. Therefore, beloved, it's not too late to get it right. Hear me, it's not too late to get it right. Now, of course, getting it right starts with salvation. It starts with salvation. So let's talk salvation for a minute. Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, temptations, but one. But we have one who who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human. That's the part I love. He knows exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Yet he didn't commit any sin, which means that there is nothing too bad that you have done or are currently doing that you can't come to Jesus in the part of your sins about. He knows your humanity. He already knows you human. Don't, don't even tell him that. Because he already knows. He knows your humanity. And surely do not make that an excuse. Oh, my God, you know I'm human. Don't make that your excuse because he already knows about your humanity. And the Bible said he didn't sin. He was human for a time when he walked his earth, but he didn't sin. So don't even make that your excuse. But love, you are not too bad that you can't change. As I said on tonight, if Rahab can change, if she can make the right decision to save herself and her family, then you can too. You can be helped. It means for somebody else that you're not too good because there's somebody walking around thinking you're too good to come to Jesus. Oh, that's not so. I promise you that's not so. No matter how good you've been or how good you think, that's the key word right there, you think, how good you think you are, you still need Jesus. You are not exempt from temptation, from being tempted. You are not exempt from doing and saying some things that you shouldn't because we all do that from time to time. We do or say some things that we shouldn't because we need Jesus. Therefore, just like the rest of us imperfect people on tonight, you need Jesus. You need Jesus to make it into eternity in peace. You need Jesus because there will be an eternity for you spent either in hell or in the presence of Jesus. Take your choice, either in hell or in the presence of Jesus. The Bible says in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes, which means or what was going on around him. He was alert, but he still had mobility. That's Luke 16, verses 22 through 23 from the King James Version. Beloved, you don't want that. You don't want to 
still be aware and aware. You don't want to still be alert, share your mobility, and know just to know that you're in hell. You don't want all of this just to know that you're in hell. No, you want to lift up your eyes and feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, and know that you're now with Jesus and that you have eternal peace with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7, New King James. 2 Corinthians 5 and 8 from the New King James says, To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's for those of you that may be wondering, where did my loved one go after they left this earth? If they died in Christ, if they closed their eyes in Christ, if they went to sleep in God, because that's what the Bible calls it, sleep. Jesus said, said that Lazarus was sleep. So if they went to sleep in God, the Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But here's the big question on tonight. Who is your Lord? We get into it on tonight. Who is your Lord? It's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Point blank period. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 tells you how to do this. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 from the NIV says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith. And I say, not my faith, profess your faith. And I say, so I want you to open up your mouth on tonight and repeat after me. Even if I go too fast for you, you can always listen to the replay and repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my mouth, with my own mouth, that I am a sinner in need of you. I believe with my heart that you are the son of God raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. With faith as little as a mother seed, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. It's just simple as that. This concludes the message on tonight. I pray that you are blessed in whatever way that you need it the most. Because believe it or not, the Lord, the Lord will have the Holy Spirit pick a message, pick a message apart. And maybe the part you needed was the beginning part. Maybe the part somebody else needed was something that, that was said in the middle or something towards the end. But I pray that everybody received whatever they needed on tonight. Now another announcement is if you need this message, PayPal, info, or cash app info because you feel led to so, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfighter. What I love about PayPal is accessible to people overseas as well. So if you're listening overseas and you want to sell, paypal.me slash prolificfighter is for you. Of course, it, PayPal takes, takes donations from the United States as well. That's what I love about it. It does both the United States and abroad. PayPal.me slash Prolificify if you want to sell via PayPal. Or if you want to use the cash app, it's a dollar symbol. Prolificify and P and Prolific is capital. The up and five is capital. We're not together. Prolificify. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolificify. On Instagram at Property Station. Like the Prolificify Ministry Facebook page. Also, check out prolificfire.com. Join us, join us, my sister in ministry, and myself. Join Prophet's page that she will lead us Friday night in prayer. It's a time of prayer and encouragement.
Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the same number that many of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. That's 347-426-3782. Don't worry if you missed it. It will be up on all my social media sites throughout the week, so you will be able to get your number to call in if you weren't able to call in on tonight. Call in on Friday and get your prayer request taken for the Lord and handled. We'll handle it together. How about that? Your prayer request will be taken in. Then too, so call in. Be sure to call in. The phone lines will be open. Then join me, yours truly, back here for Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place for another word from the Lord. Everybody, have a blessed night in the Lord. Have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.